Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie. so you've got snow and i've got rain today and we're still happy campers (laughs) it's kind of miserable here but in the other hand it's very beautiful well it's very cold and miserable here and i bought dave my groomer a uh, foot warmer shiatsu massage unit that i so badly want to open up (laughs) and use It's taking all my willpower not to just commandeer this gift. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice gift. It is. Yeah, and you know what? He's diabetic, and so he needs to take care of his feet. And um, I think it's perfect for a groomer to give him a, a foot massage and warmer, and you just plug it in. Unlike the soaking, where you have to, you know, carry sloshing water and all of that kind of stuff. Just just slide your feet in this little pocket and uh, they get worked over. Well, I got a special gift this week too from my neighbor. I went out to the barn. When I go to the barn in the morning, it's dark. When I go to the barn in the evening, it's dark. So I carry a little lantern with me so that I can see. And I walked out to the barn and all of a sudden lights came on. (laughs) (laughs) They put a solar-powered sensor light out there, so I now have light in the barn. It's crazy. I've never had light out there. It's so cool. (laughs) And more importantly, the horse does not trigger the sensor so it doesn't disrupt her sleep or eating in her dining and or sleeping stalls. She's in good shape. So that was a nice gift. Hey, welcome to episode 357 of the Groom Pod, recorded on December 4th, 2022 in Snohomish, Washington and Tucson, Arizona. And yeah, we've been doing this for like seven years, I think. Well, since December of 2016. That is a long time. Our blog's got legs. It does. It makes me feel very proud. We created a legacy and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this week on the Groom Pod. Oh, you know what? (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot. Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groom More, and Stazco. And you guys, if you'd like to, go to the website at thegroompod.com and click on the donation button. Give us a one-time tip and or you can join us on Patreon and give us a monthly tip. So this week we're talking about eye irritation and shampoo, the skin-gut connection, and this week What's New is brought to you by Groom More Software. If you haven't found Groom More, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. Well, I've been snowed in since Tuesday. Tuesday, Monday night. Oh, that's a long time. That's terrible. We've just had rain yesterday and today, and I think we might have a little more tomorrow, but that's a lot of solid rain. We never have, like, totally rainy days like this we have storms that blow through you know well weather in the northwest is super unpredictable as far as where you're going to get accumulation and where you're not but it's a hundred percent predictable that we will get it at my house so there's dry streets (laughs) 
a quarter mile away, but I can't get down my driveway because even with it plowed, it's a solid block of ice. So I tried to go out yesterday afternoon. It warmed up to 41 degrees and everything got mushy and I got lots of bare spots in the driveway now so I can pretty much go out. And I had one appointment to Westies that I would really like to have nice looking for Christmas. And I don't have any extra appointments now because I just have filled them all from the last few days of having to cancel. So I thought I'll just do the two Westies. So I mashed down the snow in front of the wheels and I got all ready to be able to pull out and I moved my heater from the back compartment over to the water heater and I got all ready to go to work and I thought, you know, this lady's kind of dingy. Maybe I ought to just call and check to make sure that she doesn't have snow on her road. <laughs> so I called her up. Right. Yeah. I have to go down an incline and level out and park next to a park. Her house is on a hill. So I texted her <laughs> five minutes before I was ready to leave. And I said, your road doesn't have any snow on it, does it? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's covered with snow. <laughs> You know, you should have told me that this morning. Well, you know, um, worry about you because last week I read a post by a mobile groomer whose trailer, you know, T-boned on the freeway or something and rolled and. Yeah, one time I went down the hill. Actually, it was a year ago at this time, and the trailer passed me on the hill. <laughs> The whole thing oh, buckled, <laughs> and I went into the intersection with the trailer and the tow vehicle, both pointing in the same direction. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was scary, and I made a note of it. That's how come I remember it. And the other time was I was on clear roads, but it was a windy road, and somebody had had a water main break, and so there was a flood river across the road, and I hit it, and the trailer jackknifed, and I, yeah, almost went over the edge. Oh, I just, um, ugh, I don't want you to be in that kind of thing. That's just too fucking scary. I know it. And did you see the other post recently? You may not because I'm in all the mobile groups. The lady whose generator exploded and burned up her whole rig. Ah, no. Oh, scary. It was mounted on the front of her truck. And mine is, of course, in the back of my tow vehicle. So it's a little bit farther distance from me working in the trailer. But she shut it off. It sparked and exploded and blew up and wrecked her whole rig. That seriously scares me. But those are things you can't really predict. Occasionally, a short is going to happen or a spark is going to show up where you don't expect it. And you just hope that you're far enough away that you're, <laughs> you're out of there. And uh, yeah, the dog was done at that point. So there was no casualty but she did lose her whole business so that's a bummer well you have insurance for that don't you i do i don't know about her i have good insurance if i burn up my trailer or my tow vehicle i get a replacement but at this point a 2006 interstate cargo trailer with a modified interior is worth what $3,500. It's priceless to me to be able to work, but the value in the eyes of an insurance company is probably my equipment. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, just be careful and be safe and don't go out until you know it's safe. I will. I would rather have you have a screwed up schedule and that kind of stress than the other thing. Yes, and if, I, if I hadn't <laughs> gone out in my little Ford Explorer that could, and I know that the roads are clear mostly everywhere, except for apparently in front of Trisha's house where there's still snow. I mean, like I can get to the store. I went to the store and I went to the bank and I did those things because I was low on Pepsi and heaven forbid I'm not going to be trapped at home with no Pepsi. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I know that like once I get out the driveway, it's been plowed because not everywhere else has snow except for apparently in some of my other work areas still have snow. But the trickier part is I had three days off between Tuesday and Christmas Day. Two of those days were snow. My third day off is next Wednesday, so I've had to give that up to put the, the Thursday and Friday dogs in. So now I have no wiggle room at all. I'm not sure if I'm able to go horseback riding caroling 
because I'm going to have to not give up that day of grooming. But we'll see. I'm still working that out. People cancel. Things happen. I'm praying for a cancellation so I can wiggle people around. But gosh, it's annoying when you don't have any room to put people in. It's the holidays. I had an interesting uh, client interaction today. Oh, today? Uh, yeah, today, this morning. Oh. I have a customer that had a Bichon and a Bichon mix, and I've been grooming them for years. And the Bichon was old, and he passed. Oh. The husband was very attached to this dog, and... He hasn't been ready to like get another pet, but I got a text from her this morning that said, uh, we may be adopting. Yay! <laughs> and and sent me a picture of this uh, little Bichon mix, and she sort of welcomed my input. Oh, nice. That's the nice part. She welcomed my input. And so I said, well, where is this dog? Well, it's up in Phoenix. And I said, we're going to go up tomorrow and check him out and uh, maybe bring him back. And I said, take a brush with you <laughs> and give him the brush test, just a little brush test. And she said, to prove what? <laughs> I said, just want to rule out that he doesn't attack the brush or freak out totally. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say, you know, you just want to be sure he's not a total asshole about grooming. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you do want to say that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, and so that was when I texted you. So I found out in our conversation, I found out this dog, it was a victim of divorce. So the husband had bought the puppy for the kids and oh. then the divorce happened and the wife moved into an apartment where they can't have a pet. Why in the fuck would you have a pet and move into an apartment where they can't take a pet? In Phoenix, there's plenty of pets allowed apartments. So yeah. I said... Be careful, because it would seem like there wasn't much of a family bond there if they moved to a place where they conveniently can't have a pet. And she said, important thought. We had this dialogue, and that was when I found out that the puppy was only four months old. So it looks like an adult Bichon already. It's an obviously a Bichon mix. But the tail doesn't set over the back, so it's not a purebred Bichon. It's some kind of hybrid. That's when I posted to you, do you think it's accurate to say that a 12-week dog will generally triple its size for them to adulthood? Um, because they might be getting a dog that's much bigger than what they've been used to handling and loving and so right. on and so forth and so you're playing a doggy matchmaker just like my ulterior my uh, side gig that i'm hoping to do someday <laughs> at the same time i was showing empathy for the puppy because it's clear that he kind of was a pawn sounds like you it. know like the husband brought him as a, a way to like get the kids on his side or something like that you know yep. and then the divorce happened anyway and the wife like discarded him because he had been a pawn yeah inconvenient or the kids weren't taking care of him <laughs> yeah, that's for sure <laughs> or that she felt like the puppy had been dumped on her or something something was going on there so I said well just make sure that because you don't know the breeding of this mixed breed, be sure that he doesn't have any fatal flaws in his temperament. I mean, I wanted to say, just make sure the dog's not a total asshole. Now, here's what I said. I said, sometimes when people put dogs out for adoption, the story they tell is the cleaned up best version and they uh, omit details like couldn't be housebroken, climbs the fence, 
attacks the mailman and bites the groomer. You know, they miss that. They just don't say that because they want the dog to be adoptable. And oftentimes when a dog gets in a new environment, a complete change with different humans, it acts differently. So sometimes some of that acting out may be because it's not getting walked or getting the attention it needs. But you just never know. You're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. And especially if you get a well-bred Bichon, you kind of know you're going to get a Bichon temperament. Now, there's variations in all of that. The well-bred Bichons generally have a real happy-go-lucky companionable, do-what-you-got-to-do kind of a, an attitude until they get old and then they don't want to be groomed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's a lot of grooming. <laughs> I'm done with this. So that was interesting that I had this interaction and then she, she texted me and she says, thanks a lot. I really value your input. Isn't that nice to hear from a client? It is. You know, these are very good people. And the, the funny thing is that this woman comes across to Yvonne and to Dave as being like really uh, cold. And it, she's not at all. She just presents herself as a little bit aloof. But clearly, they I mean, this isn't the first clue that I've had that they totally value me. But uh, I just am so happy that she bothered to include me in in the thing so that I could say, let's let's get a dog that's going to be good about his grooming. You know, please, don't get an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, please, don't get an asshole. I'm having great luck with my puppies. The, all the new puppies that I've gotten recently have just turned out to be spectacular yeah. dogs. I got to see the Westie, and he is going to be a great little guy. He's very short. He's got a little short little tight body. I love that. Me too. I love that breeding. Yeah. I mean, some of them are like way too long. Yes. You know, like the compactness is closer to the breed standard, really. So I know they went to Michigan from Washington to get this dog. Wow. They wanted good breeding. They got good breeding. And I get to have another 15 years, hopefully with this little puppy because he's so cute. His name is Rudy. Named him Rudy. Oh, that's a cute name. <laughs> Except for one Rudy that I know. Oh, yeah. He's all terrier, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, there is one Rudy that I, I wouldn't want to name my dog after, but um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Let's take a quick break and hear from Stasco, and then we are going to talk about eye irritation and shampoo. Did you know that Stasco has come out with a couple of new products? First, there is the Stasco Oatmeal Protein Conditioner. This conditioner provides exceptional body and manageability and super shiny finishes. And it has a wonderful apple scent that I love. Great in the recirculator too. And they have a new matching protein conditioning spray. Dematting, anti-static conditioning and finishing all in one. Just like the original Stasco spray, but with that delicious apple fragrance. Look for these new products at trade shows and your favorite distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. Well, we had another bout of uh, I hate all oatmeal shampoos on the shampoos in the grooming industrial list. What? You're kidding. That is so hashed over. No, it is so hashed over. And, and oh, actually, it was in the groomers group. And uh, Michael Olson tagged me. Whenever that happens, I feel so obliged to step in and clarify that oatmeal does not dry out the coat. It's a moisturizer. It's a very effective moisturizer that has been scientifically established to moisturize the skin and coat. And now we know that it is also a prebiotic that helps to nourish re restoration of the skin biome after shampooing and kind of disrupting that somewhat with bathing. So oatmeal as a whole is a good thing. There are good oatmeal shampoos and there are not so good oatmeal shampoos, but oatmeal itself 
is a good ingredient and one should not dismiss a product just because it contains oatmeal. So there, mic drop. (laughs) Another part of that myth is that if you use it all the time, it's going to all of a sudden dry the coat out. It doesn't change properties. It's still a humectant. It still keeps moisture. It's so silly. Anyway, learn your science, guys. Learn your science. That's all I have to say. And I'll throw my mic over there with Barbara's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And where was I? Oh, yeah. We're going to do this right here. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. It's a fact that we work every day with items that could actually damage the dogs we work on if we're using them improperly. And one of those places that's really vulnerable is the eyes. The eyes are very sensitive. It's like they don't have a skin barrier function hardly at all. They're just right out there. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of marketing that goes along with tearless products and tear-free products. And does it really mean tearless? Those claims are pretty much meaningless. It sort of is like In the days when I started grooming, you always needed to put in your advertising, no tranquilizers given. What? Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, tranquilizer-free grooming. And that's because there was a conspiracy theory that groomers were, in order to control behavior in the salon, groomers were giving dogs like five milligrams of um, tranquilizer, human tranquilizer. What was that one that was so... Valium? Valium, thank you. Mother's little helper. There probably was a case or two of that behind that theory, but it was so feared that owners so feared that their dogs were going to be drugged at the groomers that you needed to say that I would say no smoking environment, no tranquilizer. It was in my yellow pages and it had kind of had to be. Now you don't need to say that because that theory isn't prevalent, but this oatmeal is a bad ingredient. Keeps getting recirculated on the internet. See, that was before the internet and before the internet, a, an incorrect myth could die. Now it can't die. Because someone is going to pull it out of the trash and recycle it on their Facebook group. And there we go again. I'll never buy another oatmeal (laughs) product. So we're totally victims to our marketing. That's right. Yeah. But it's not just our marketing. The tearless thing, that's just a cover your ass statement. Just like no tranquilizers was to cover your ass. Of course you didn't use tranquilizers. Now, the truth is, almost any shampoo that has just a regular shampoo has the potential for irritating eyes. They might have done one thing or another to reduce the potential irritation. One of the things that formulators do to reduce the irritation potential is to add co-surfactants that uh, mitigate the irritation of a harsh surfactant like SLS or sodium lauryl sulfate or sometimes even sodium lauryl sulfate. When you combine that with a co-surfactant, you can greatly reduce the irritation potential of the shampoo engine. And then you can just say less tears. Tearless just means not as likely to cause irritation as something else. It's not just the surfactants in the shampoo formula that can cause damage in the eyes. It's like the colorants and the fragrances and the preservatives, they can all cause problems, right? Right, right. Well, listen, essential oils can irritate, you know, and we have seen a a large increase in the use of essential oils in shampoos since the natural movement. And so some of these botanicals, including essential oils, these extracts can irritate the eyes. 
talking about natural, because that does seem to be another one of those things that consistently pops up on every list ever. Soaps. Why are soaps harsh? Or are soaps harsh? Like Chubbs bars, for instance. Well, yeah, soaps are harsh because they are made with lye, which creates a very high pH that can't be adjusted in the saponification process that makes soaps. With detergents, you can adjust the pH, you can add some citric acid to your liquid, and you can reduce the pH to a more friendly level. Soaps have pH that can be 9.0 to 9.5, which is almost like and uh, it's not exactly the pH of oven cleaners, but it's way above. It's way far away from neutral. It's way far away from neutral. And 9.5 is probably about a thousand times more irritating than 7.0. Exponential. Exponential. Thank you. <laughs> it's exponential. Each increase is 10 times. It's not just one step. It's 10 steps. 8.0 is 10 times as basic or alkaline as 7.0. But 9.0 is 100 times. And it just goes up like that. The Chubbs bars, the people using those on the faces, that just seems like a bad idea. Well... It is. Okay. You know, like they're good for greasy ears, but don't get it in their eyes. Okay. And in a busy shop, you don't always have the most mindful person in the staff at the tub. <laughs> and if you're putting pressure on them to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know, accidents can happen. And soaps are very caustic. They're irritating to the skin as well. I just don't think they're a good idea. The The whole reason that detergent shampoos were invented or created was because soaps were too harsh on the hair. And it's one reason why people didn't wash their hair hardly ever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Once a month is enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't wash my hair often, maybe every two weeks. I'm not a daily hair washer by any means. No, I mean, my my hair is so fragile. I wouldn't have any hair if I washed it uh, a lot. And, I, uh, and I'm always careful to use a slightly acidic uh, product. But that's another whole conversation. The pH does indeed affect the eye irritation. And the higher the pH over 7, the greater... You know, 7 to 7.5 is really safe for eyes, but anything over that is not. And what do the, you know, boric acid is, an, is used in eye washes and it's acidic. So you just think of it. More acidic pH is more friendly to eyes uh, unless it's like 2.0 and then it's too acidic. But it's more friendly to eyes, and in truth, it's friendlier to the skin. Happy skin is acidified skin. So the harshness of the product alone isn't really the only factor in whether it's going to cause an irritation. But you've invented, oh, I don't know if you invented it, this like equation, if you will. I did invent that equation. And the equation is irritation potential equals the harshness of the surfactants, which is what we were just talking about. Their nature. The concentration of the surfactants plus the all-important contact time. Right. And the concentration of the uh, surfactant is one reason why we love the recirculating bathing system, because your recirculator enormously reduces irritation by diluting the surfactant. And instead of putting 
a strong concentration all over the body once and then rinsing it, it pushes a very diluted solution of surfactant through the coat over and over and over and over and over again and washes it out gently and um, doesn't have as much contact time as it takes. Well, especially on a larger dog, you know, you can end up taking a half an hour to soap up an Akita. You start on the first quarter panel, and by the time you've hit the third quarter panel, 20 minutes have gone by, and that's on contact with the skin. And that's all in contact. So irritation is very much a function of contact time. A lot of, you know, like penetration of the skin is largely an amount of contact time. And that's why some ingredients that might be potentially dangerous in a leave-on product are not dangerous in a shampoo that's a short contact and rinse off time. That makes perfect sense. But let's talk a little bit about the surfactants themselves. Okay. Because for example, so there's a difference between a shampoo that's formulated specifically to be gentle on the eyes and a shampoo that's regular that says tearless, no tears. Let's look at show season, truly tearless. My favorite. Sandy Georgie at show season, she always names her product very carefully and specific to the point. Not obtuse, not abstract, not pre, not artistic, that just truly tearless has been formulated with gentle surfactants that don't have uh, as high an irritation factor as the harsher cleansers. You know, what's going to be the harshest, a degreasing shampoo or a clarifying shampoo? Those are going to have the harshest surfactants in the highest concentration, right? Right. So those are the two kinds of shampoos. And then you're going to add in a whitening shampoo because a whitening shampoo has both clarifying property and probably a colorant, like a blue or a violet. And those colorants can be somewhat irritating to the eyes. That sounds good, but I just wanted to also mention the other way to combat too much contact if you don't have a recirculating bathing system is to use a foaming face wash. And you know what? Writing about this made me appreciate, respect, frothing. Oh, yeah, sure. It's the same thing. And guess what? I've become a frother. That's a shock. <laughs> yes, it is. I've spoken out. Yeah, I know. I, I meant to use that as a what's new last week uh -oh. to tell you that I've become a frother. I've even got equipment for frothing at my shop. Because when you add air to a shampoo, it's another way of reducing the irritation factor. So using facial shampoo that's in a foamer helps reduce the irritation potential or frothing, whipping it up into a foam yourself and using it. It's another way to create your own facial that is less likely to irritate the eyes. But regardless of what you do or what product you do, you need to always be very careful around the eyes. I remember we used to put mineral oil in the dog's eyes where I was taught to group. That is not scientifically correct because what will happen if you put an oil in the eye is it will hold the irritating material on the surface of the eye. Counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do, do that. That's old school. That's... Yeah, we've progressed past that, or at least let's hope so. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we've progressed past that. But that's, a, that's an interesting point about 
progressing past that because a lot of our false beliefs and misinformation comes from two decades ago or three decades ago when we weren't as advanced in our science and information available and we learned wrong stuff at trade shows. Trade shows were the old way that information was passed amongst groomers. And, and the thing of it is, when you went to a trade show and learned something, whether it was from a speaker or from a salesperson, it stuck as an authoritative fact, way more than today if you see it on a Facebook page. But that it's the same kind of thing. We learned information at trade shows that we outgrew. But because some people learned it at a trade show 20 years ago, they've hung on to it as a fact. That's where we get this oatmeal as a bad ingredient things and um, so on. So all, we always need to keep our minds open to new science and new information. And we're going to have some new information in just a minute with our next segment. Chris Bear Anthony here, visiting the Groom Pod. So if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So check out all the options, including customizable non-swivels, at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. GroomPod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. So check them out today. Your hands will thank you. Sometimes my clients don't like a walking air freshener. When these crazy people request a scent-free option, I go right to show season. I think that everybody should have show season true tearless shampoo and show season hypo conditioner on hand. Show Season has formulated true tearless shampoo with alternative surfactants that are less irritating, but still clean very well. And the Hypo Conditioner is one of the best fragrance-free conditioners in the market. And if you guys would like to find some Show Season True Tearless or Hypo Conditioner, go to showseasongrooming.com. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. I remember when I was little, people used to say, you are what you eat. But is there any truth to that? More than I ever imagined. So let me tell you where my learning has gone. You'll remember that I was fascinated by the skin biome. Yes. The microbiome of the skin. Uh, And I have been reading scientific stuff about that and learning. And I, you know, about a year ago, I got a book on skincare by a, a dermatologist. And she spoke about the gut skin connection, the connection between the intestinal microbiome and the skin health. And you know what, Susie? It is an established thing. So there's been, you know, in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of study of this. This is a hot science uh, area. And it's incredible that they can even study it because skin health is pretty obvious and skin disease or dishealth is pretty obvious but the skin microbiome is not very obvious yet they're finding a way to study it and it's really amazing and it's more true that you are what you eat or you are what you don't eat That's important. What do you mean by that? Well, if you're not eating anything that promotes gut health, 
you know, like I and I am beginning to suspect that maybe grain free diets for your pets is not always a good thing. It's definitely not good for dogs. I never thought that it was a good thing. And then my Bichon Diva, when I tried to put my dogs on a grain-free diet, it just didn't work for Diva. Um, she just had tummy problems and, and intestinal upset. Uh, it just didn't work for Diva. And so that made me question it because she was otherwise a very healthy little Bichon. But the health of the skin reflects and is connected and communicates with the microflora of the intestines. So if you are eating fiber, um, probiotics, fermented foods, I eat a lot of yogurt actually is one of my favorite sometimes a breakfast food, sometimes uh, an evening treat food. I eat yogurt. And I have, since reading this science, I've started again taking a probiotic. And I have been recommending to my clients that have dogs that have skin problems to add a probiotic to the diet. And I've been doing that ever since I learned that there was a theory of skin-gut connection. But now the theory has been kind of evidenced. So the how the advanced science is trying to kind of really track down how this communication occurs. And that's so technical, it's kind of over my pay grade. <laughs> it's definitely over mine. <laughs> and you know, I have a pretty high pay grade for that, but <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't think that I can translate that, um, you know, that, that technical stuff into language that just ordinary people like us groomers can understand. But I can say that I have seen the studies that are really giving strong indication that, uh, well, there's, it, there, it's just been established that there's communication both ways. Skin communicates with the gut and the gut communicates with the skin. And it's not just the microbiome. It's also with the part of the skin, the component of the skin that uh, is responsible for immune system. This is why it's so important to have a conversation with our clients when we come in with a skin problem about what the dog is eating, because oftentimes you'll find out they need to change food and that it will at least start the process from the inside. Sometimes it's easier to suggest that they add a probiotic supplement rather than to criticize their food choice. Do you know what I'm saying? I fully agree. If the problem is maybe the protein source and you continue with the same food, you're putting a Band-Aid on something that may need to be looked at a little closer. Of course, the, the real idea is to send them to the dermatologist. Might be too expensive for a lot of people. Oh, okay. That makes sense. For everyday folk that maybe can't afford to do a whole dermatology workup, and um, you know, I hate how I look without my glasses on. Excuse me. <laughs> Costume change. <laughs> it's easy to say, you know, we've been talking on my groomers group about the importance of the skin-gut connection, and you might want to just start with adding a probiotic to your dog's diet. Because you know what? It doesn't require a diagnosis. Right. You don't have to determine if it's an allergy or not. You're skipping that route. Skipping the diagnosis. You're just treating the possible core of 
if you create a healthier gut, you're going to improve the skin barrier function. Okay. Okay, you're going to improve the skin barrier function, reduce the likelihood of an allergic reaction. So you're going to reduce the control that that sensitivity has on your dog. You're going to improve the immune system. And that can't hurt. Including the system that's within the skin. And that's what I'm reading about. Cool. You know, and I think it's very exciting. It's new, but it's not totally new. It's just affirming what some holistic people have thought for a long time. But people have been more blaming the protein or blaming the grain or, you know, like blaming items in the food where it's really in the gut where, well, the food goes into the gut. So what am I talking about? It's really the health of the gut, the balance in the gut. Yeah, the balance of the gut and the microflora of the gut, not just the protein or just the grain. I kind of like it. And it does, the theory does support a more uh, fresh diet than baked kibble. Um, But you can augment baked kibble with a probiotic. Yep. And you might be doing enough to create a difference. One study showed marked improvement of atopic dermatitis through just a certain probiotic supplement. Back in the day. tailored. You know, like what's going to happen is it's going to be more specific types of probiotic will be created to target the gut skin axis. Axis is the scientific word. And if you want to explore the science yourselves, go to Google or Google Scholar, which is just scholar.google.com, and search for skin gut axis, A-X-I-S. And you'll find a lot of stuff that probably will be impossible to read. So you'll come back to me and listen to what I have to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do the learning for you and translate it into simple, uh, here's an idea terms, you know. One of the things when I worked at the vet hospital as a receptionist, before I was a groomer, they would often suggest a fatty acid supplement for the dogs, like a fish oil or something like that. And maybe that was actually somehow working in the gut to make the skin a little better, because I saw a lot of improvements with that. That's another thing. That's not so much skin microflora as it is just adding more fatty acids is always a good thing for skin. All right. And there are things that you can do to the skin that are going to help. The main thing about the skin, what maintains skin health is moisture balance. You know, like that's just the truth. And when skin loses moisture, when skin loses the microbiome, it tends to start losing moisture. And when it loses moisture and becomes truly dry, um, then you have a gateway to skin infections. All right. Well, stay tuned and I'll share my learning about skin as I go along because I'm I'm just really fascinated with some of this stuff, okay? All right. Well, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast and supporting our sponsors and interacting with us on our Facebook group. And we're almost at the end of the holiday season. A couple more weeks left. We got this. Happy grooming, everybody. See you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care of yourselves. Don't stress out. Heart of the cocktail seem to flow Gin, tankery, more Chardonnay Christmas is near Drinking the cheer Ice kills the ghost More queer the gold Don't be the drink Watch what you drink Don't be the drunk Don't pop the cork Don't
Take the wheel, don't be a heel, don't grab the stick, don't be a dick, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't let your buddy Budweiser in the car be a body, don't drink and drive, if you think you've had a few too many, grab a booth and over up the dandies, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, don't drink and drive, Don't be a heel, don't grab the stick, don't be a dick, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, have Shirley Temple drive, you'll get home alive, she's a friend that won't drink a drive, if you drink your fizzies like the fishes, you will land your britches in the dishes, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't drink a drive, don't take the I did last year, but my brother says he's already 
Christmas. Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus there. Everywhere you look, you can't escape, there's Santas everywhere. Bells are ringing, children screaming, something doesn't seem right. His beard is gray and that's a nice toupee, but his eyebrows ought to be white. There's another Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus there. One at the mall and one in the window, sitting in a Fat ones, skinny ones, tall ones, short ones, cheeks so rosy and bright. That Christmas cheers draws a lot like beer. Oh, Santa calls a cab tonight. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas! How, how, how? Yo, man, word to the Kringle. Fan is in the house. Yo, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. No, I cannot make a $20 bill. I'm very sorry. Ho, ho, ho. Just saw Santa Claus, just saw Santa Claus, just gave a Santa Claus change. Drove downtown and a bell ringing, Santa Claus hit me up again. When those sleigh bells jingle jangle on my rooftop tonight, will my chimney be backed up with Santa's all crammed in tight? There's another Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus, there's another Santa Claus there. Everywhere you look, you can't escape the Something doesn't seem right. His beard is gray, that's a nice to play, but his eyebrows ought to be white. The restroom door said, gentlemen, so I just walked inside. I took two steps and realized I've been taken for a ride. I heard high voices turned and found the place was occupied by two nuns, three old ladies, and a nurse. What could be worse than two nuns, three old ladies, and a nurse? The restroom door said, gentlemen, it must have been a gag. As soon as I walked in there, I ran into some old hag. 
she sprayed me with a can of mace and snapped me with her bag. I could tell this just wouldn't be my day. What can I say? It just wasn't turning out to be my day. The restroom door said, gentlemen, and I would like to find the crummy little creep who had the nerve to switch the sign. Cause I've got two black eyes and one high heel up my behind. Now I can't sit with comfort and joy. Boy, oh boy, no, I'll never sit with comfort.